0: And here we are for take number 59, I mean episode number 59 <laughs> of Scream of It feels of like take
1: number 59. Jesus,
0: and we begin the conversation by talking about books of all things. They're so exciting, books! And then when you come across one that just is so awful, do you end up setting it down and walking away? Maybe that's the better decision. We discuss.
1: Yes, and then we talk about people. Do you love them or do you hate them? Everybody, I believe, feels a little bit the same, but some more heavily than others on certain sides of the spectrum.
0: And then we round things out by... Talking about our place in this corporate system that we're encouraged to participate in. Is it, are we basically zombies just walking around being part of this, like, bland society without any sort of sense of freedom or liveliness in, in the world that we're living in?
1: And then how do we get there? Why is it that people just end up in a place that they just don't like? Or how, how we just, ah, it's just so much that my brain can't handle it. Mindfuck. Yes, fuck. With that being said, episode number 59, stream of thought. We hope you...
0: Enjoy. When you start actually. Are we doing a sound check first? Uh,
1: I thought we could just go straight into
0: it. Alright. Yeah. That's fine. As long as we have it on our mind that we're
1: I don't know why aware I, of sound okay. issues. Because
0: um, that is the song that never ends, my friend. <laughs> Just goes on and on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lamb Chop,
0: did you ever watch Lamb Chop growing up? All the time, man. This I had is the I, song I had the Lamb Chop puppet, believe it or not,
1: growing up. I saw like a video of that on Face. There was like a thing on Facebook. It was like, remember this song? And I clicked on it. And of course, I had to watch it. And I uh, I completely forgot about that show almost.
0: Yeah, uh, it was We sang it was on the bus amazing. one
1: time. I remember Oh, we my were, goodness. I remember we... Was that track? No, we... It was... This is when I was in, like, middle school. We were doing... We, we were at, like, youth group, and we went to, like, Laser Quest one time. We were in, like, sixth or seventh grade.
0: hmm
1: And... Or maybe it was a class field trip. We wouldn't take a bus to, for a youth group event. It was, I just remember being on a bus, and we're singing that song, and somebody is, like got their hand on the one of the, the, not the window, but a part of the bus in the back, and they're just, boom, 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 that says the song that, and everyone's singing it, and I can only imagine how much the bus driver must have wanted to just down a bottle of scotch and put a pistol to his head or something (laughs) like that. Because I would be so annoyed at that shit if I was a bus driver. Dude,
0: man, God bless bus drivers. I feel like they're they're some of the most underrated human beings out there. If you can withstand a bus, bus full of middle schoolers... Oh, my gosh. I mean, and they do it every single day, too. I mean, you think about teachers as being the ones with the, the balls of steel, so to speak. I mean, these bus drivers really... A lot of them,
1: though, it's not like they're permanent. It's like a thing on the side. Semi- yeah, retirement. a lot of them do it. Do it after it's retirement. a part-time job. I, know. I, I mean, know a of them. you're only driving the bus. What? Two hours, three hours out of the day, picking, driving yeah. around.
0: But I mean, how stressful is that? That you got to have, you got to be like fully aware of everything that's going on. Don't fuck up at the railroad dis- crossing. Exactly. The railroad Stop crossing. Stop the bus.
1: Throw open the doors. <laughs> look both ways a couple times.
0: Yep. And then go. That's that's more of a Glen Ellen thing. No, it's I the like. law. No, 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 no. But I'm saying th- a thing to be concerned about because there aren't... Two, My there aren't son
1: two. cut his finger on the bus. Uh, What? Like, I could totally see a Glen Ellen mom or a dad... Getting pissed off about like the safety conditions inside of a bus, it's like it's a fucking bus. Maybe your kid shouldn't have had his hand out the yeah. window. They aren't even touching two belts. the branches as we're going by. You know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I know I was like ranting a little bit about the quality of movies now versus yeah. then. Uh, but I was going to say, kind of on that snarky note, I just finished reading the uh, the one of the novels that because I had said I was going to start reading in twenty eighteen, right? Yeah. So I just finished a couple of days ago, reading one of the first novels uh, that Brooks from Minnesota had given okay. me to lend. And, like, he was he was raving about this book. He's like, oh, it's such a great book, you know, and the series just gets better and better and better. As I'm reading this book, I'm, it's it's called Mistborn by, uh, I think his name is Brandon Sanderson. Oh, yeah, Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, and so... The fantasy. This is when you
1: said that all of the... Uh... All the fantasy books are the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, it was it was enjoyable. Uh, it was a very unique plot development type thing that, you know, it was a unique premise, right? There were, there were a lot of sort of things that differentiated from the standard traditional fantasy novel. Okay. And so I was into it, and then I made the mistake about two-thirds through the book of looking at the author's bio, and suddenly – it all clicked. Everything just sort of warped, and the enjoyment that I was receiving prior to because I thought that some of the terminology was kind of like interesting, right? It was it was almost prudish. It was very PG PG thirteen, and I'm like, oh my god, for okay. for, a, for a fantasy yeah. novel, like it's super like. And I'm not just talking about like sex or anything like that. I'm just yeah. talking about like violence, like descriptions of like. You know, scenes like how dirty or how you know realistic they they portray the NXT. so the
1: Just a- the display. So it could have been sharper.
0: Yeah, it could have it, it could have been more visceral, right? Okay. It could have engaged okay. the senses a little more. Okay.
1: Um, I know where this is going. Keep and, going. And so I
0: was wondering, like, you know, I didn't really think anything of it as I was reading it. And then two-thirds through, I flipped to the back. Can I guess how old this person is? It's not, it's not about his age, uh, but...
1: I want to say, like, I want I want you to flip over to the author and then see his photo. And it's like a 12-year-old kid <laughs> with big-ass glasses and a bowl haircut.
0: The bowl haircut, I think, is right. But no, he's like a 30-something, 40-something-year-old, um, could be a little bit older, okay. uh, Mormon.
1: Got it. From okay.
0: Utah. And suddenly, and he's apparently like this renowned writer within Mormon circles. And so I'm just like, oh my goodness. And you have to understand a little bit of the Mormon culture, right? It, it's
1: super polite time they come up to the door.
0: You, uh, Mormons? Is that what they? Are those are the ones that no. come up to the door
1: with the tie, the short sleeve, no. button down shirt, and
0: the tie. No, those are seventh Seventh Day Adventists that come uh, proselytized. Oh, and, you're right. No, yeah, Mormons. Mormons were the original the religion that originally allowed multiple wives, right? And that's that's s- since been abandoned as yeah. a, as an ideological. I mean, I'm just going to do that
1: without going
0: Mormon. So <laughs> yeah, right. <it. laughs> and, but they primarily reside in Utah. They throughout American history, they've been a relatively discriminated against religious group, but their ideology is pretty conservative. They, and so th- suddenly that clicked. I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, that's why this writing seems so prudish is, I mean, it's not, it's not going to reach that level of like, you can smell the blood in your nostrils kind mm-hmm. of like vivid where it just brings a book to life. I think that differentiates it a little bit, but just realizing sort of his backstory totally colored the way that I read, uh, the rest of the book is because just little things about, you know, there was a weird scene where it's like, uh, I'm not even going to go into it, but just we- weird stuff that was just, like, it was very, so all very all of a sudden you're prebushed. reading this book through a new lens. I'm reading it through a new lens. I totally and I thought... Kind, and it kind of ruined the story for me, knowing I I totally totally his background. I totally
1: thought that you were going uh, to be like, and the reason that the, the writing... Wasn't so visceral is because he's a 16 year old kid from some. I thought it was oh, maybe God, like no. a teenager Dude. or something, and then you're like, what the hell?
0: Teenagers can write incredible works. I know, incredible <laughs> <laughs> the, the man
1: who published his, a book when he was a teenager.
0: I mean, uh, I think childhood imaginations are some of the most incredible. So things. do
1: you think that. okay, What do you tip. Do you. Have a certain pattern when you read a book. Meaning, do you usually read the about the author before or after? Is there a certain formula you follow when?
0: Believe it or not, if I'll only read the about the author or acknowledgments or stuff like that if the writing, if something strikes me odd about the writing. Like okay. I generally Let's do some other research. I'll yeah, I'll, I can appreciate a good book for what it is without knowing their bio and just be like, this is a good author. But if they're a pretty decent author but something just is kind of off mm-hmm. or whatever – and that's only because I've just read so many fantasy books that it's like you can sort of get that trend but then you can also sense when something's not like totally – something's just off a little yeah. bit. And so then my curiosity gets piqued and I'm like, OK, well, who is this – who is this person who's writing it? And yeah, I mean – and this guy also – I think it was his self-bio but it just – it like puffed himself up a lot and I don't like – a lot of fantasy writers are like that, where they think that, you know, they've created their own universe, so now they're mm. the king of that universe, and, it, you know, there's an ego trip that goes on for a lot of fantasy writers.
1: Yeah. I think Stanley is the exception.
0: Stanley, <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't know, man. He's... But that's, like, graphic novels, and... Uh, yeah, that's a little... That's, like, a different
0: kind of tier. But in, throughout my head, you know, as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, you know, I start out, and... I don't necessarily do this too often, but just in my head, I'm like, is this an A quality book, a B quality book? You know, like where does it fall in the tiers of books? And as I'm reading... It starts out at an A, right? Like everything's very solid. Mm-hmm. I catch a typo early on, so that's not a good sign.
1: I love catching typos. I'm just
0: like, oh boy. And then, but it's, I mean,
1: the typo—it's cons- not it, it's that was not a big deal. No, it did not yeah. interfere.
0: Like it happens, right? It every single yes. book, no matter how well edited, is going to have one or two. It's typos like the
1: stuff. the uh, goofs in uh, in movies when something weird happens, where like you see the cameraman in a reflection, or like in Game of Thrones, yeah, when the they're pulling the dragon out of the wall. Water, and in the background you see a white pickup truck, like, on a road. Oh, that's right, yes. stuff like yes, that, yes. that. There's just way, you just can't control everything. It's
0: like. kind of like a fun Easter egg, and it doesn't really take you out of the moment or anything like yeah. that, but it's just like, oh, or when I they, just...
1: when a word is omitted and the sentence doesn't make sense, you have the, to, your yeah. brain plugs it in, and then you realize it's not there at all.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so that was not an issue at all. But then as I continued reading it, sort of the, the just the pure, the, it's it almost became a pre- predictable formula in the way that it wasn't really throwing any any new stuff. And it was it had, like, two or three secrets, and it just stretched them out the entire book. It's like you had to just keep reading. It's like there are two or three points of information that once filled in, suddenly the whole story is like, you know how this is going to go and end and all that. But it's like they just kept dragging it out and dragging it out, whereas most, most good fantasy novels will have, it's like a, a water wheel of constantly... Un- uncovering new yes. facts and information and expanding this world. Whereas this, it was like it started with a premise. They stretched that premise out to the end, and there wasn't really a lot of it's building not reward. It's out not rewarding.
1: There. If you don't know something, and then a few chapters later, that's uncovered, but in those few chapters, something new came up, and
0: then you want to keep... Exactly. It yeah. builds upon itself, whereas this, it was just like... They were sort of lumbering going, along going, till going, the conclusion, going. and uh, really good descriptions of battle scenes and stuff like that. A lot of people really struggle with with describe with writing about action, how mm-hmm. action looks. I thought that was good, but just by the end, I'm just like it's fallen from a it's fallen from like a minus a- to a B plus, and it's like once it falls into the B category, it's, it's not a book I can recommend to anybody else.
1: What uh, are your thoughts on? finishing a book if you don't enjoy it. If you're reading a book and you do not enjoy it, do you believe you need to finish it because you started it and give it a fair shot maybe something changes near the end? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, you do. Yes, I, I have an issue with, for me anyway, it's like I can't leave something incomplete. I want to know how the story ends because... Sometimes you get the pleasant surprise, and, and sometimes there there is that author who's able to like pull out you know a saving win at the end and make the book totally worth it mm-hmm. uh, because they bring in all these different plot pieces. And then there are those books that do both that is like a fun roller coaster ride and has just a really exciting conclusion that just blows your mind. I think of as much as people like to criticize him, Dan Brown, when he did Da Vinci Code, Angels mm-hmm. and uh, and Angels demons. and Demons and a couple of other ones as well. Those are books that I've read two or three times, all the way through, because it's just his descriptions are just so alive. It's a fun I mean, book. you can put yourself yeah. in there. It's just such a colorful world, and there's like a million different pieces moving, and it's like each time you read it through, you sort of notice something new. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that's how that, that, I felt that, about the uh, I love two thousand one Space
1: Odyssey. Mm. I read I've read that book probably five times at least mm. it was a book i had to read in college and i remember one time i was reading it and the first chapter i was just like wow like man i can't believe i was truly savoring every bit of it And the the first chapter is just about <laughs> if people are familiar with the book uh when men before like around the time that apes or monkeys or whatever we want to call it were evolving into into men and it's just like, oh, I'm reading this. I'm like, I can't. It was one of those where it's like, oh, I need to just take a break right now and just really absorb all this that I'm getting. And I just never picked up on certain things the first couple times I read it. Yeah. it's amazing. But I have a contrasting opinion. If there's a book that I'm just not feeling it, fuck it. I'm just going to close it up and and, and put it away because I'm not going to waste my time with it. Yeah, that's fair. I felt that way only about two books. Um, and I just like... One book that I was reading, I was reading it and pretty fairly quickly, I just wasn't really feeling it. I just felt like it was just a lot of
0: talking, mm. like,
1: there wasn't really anything. What
0: genre was it? Fantasy? This or was is it? no,
1: this was uh, this was like, like spiritual, like self help. This is a Tony Robbins book,
0: <laughs> okay. and I just was yeah. like,
1: I get like I've read and I've watched videos on this stuff, and I'm a fan of his, but this book. It's just, I just felt like it was a lot of just talking and talking and talking. And maybe I'll try it again and I'll think differently, but I just didn't get it. And halfway through, I I put it away. Another book was one that Neil recommended to me that had like this combo effect um, or topic regarding like hip-hop and race.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And it was just way more... It, there wasn't as much of a music element as I thought there was going to be. It was it was more, just again, uh, background on race and kind of how music had. And I just was like, this. I'm just not feeling it. This just d- this does not interest me anymore. It's yeah. not that I don't care about it, but this particular book just. Eh, I'm well, just going to close it up.
0: And I think there is a distinction too, because I was just thinking in regards to enjoyment reads like fantasy sci-fi adventure like like fun fictional books right as opposed to learning books if i'm going to read an educational book it better damn well be worth it otherwise i will drop it after 10 pages yes um there was a book that i had started reading and this was back in i think it was late high school early college i picked up this book on templars hoping that i could learn about the history of templar all it was was effing conspiracy theories and shit like that <laughs> and i'm like i got it at half price books and i'm like i just wasted you know five yeah. bucks on a book that is just total garbage because instantly you know just factual things and just being super yes. vague about you know factually inaccurate and then being super vague about the rest of it and it's just like this is not a and and that's why i'm super grateful for my education over the years is because it's taught me how to like distinguish between a quality source of material and, and a not quality but if it has to do with information, and they're not presenting it in a very edible way. Yes, I'll, I'm gonna, aban- exactly. I'm gonna abandon it because there are people out there who are able to communicate in a universal manner, like as opposed to using jargon or. In well, their some
1: too own- are written specifically for people in that field. It's not meant for Public the general audience. Yeah. yeah, it's meant for that particular industry, for sure. or field or whatever it is. Um but yeah, I remember reading something on I remember reading something where it said don't feel bad about not finishing a book and <laughs> i've always kept that in mind, but yeah, between stories and information, those are totally different i would I would give stories a shot yeah I, it's more it's more tolerable to give them a shot than factual information
0: because I mean you figure if it 's published it 's got to be at at the very least a decent story there's gotta be something redeeming about it
1: somebody had to have written a check hoping they would make money off of this so at at the very least (laughs) the person who wrote
0: the check found something worthwhile in this venture so it's like okay even if it's the dumbest story out there books tend to have more redeeming value than I I feel like a lot of movies that try to go for that but regardless I finished it and there were two more books after it that were part of this trilogy and I was like, eh, "Not gonna do it." And so I read the synopsis for the next two books, uh-huh. and I'm like, "It's like I literally had just read all so, six hundred remaining." Transitioning
1: pages. to this author, kind of, what is a defining feature or the overall theme for Mormonism?
0: What is the overall theme for Mormonism? What I'm asking we... you because you're the you're the theologian. <laughs> I don't get what you're asking. Though.
1: What separates Mormonism from the standard?
0: It's a more it's a more strategies. it's a more US centric Christianity where like US the United States is the chosen land and the chosen people. It's it's kind of an updated version of Christianity. You got it. And it comes from like basically there was a there was a prophet in America who was Jim uh, Jones. I I can't remember his name. No, I can't. I can't remember. Um, For the life of me, I feel horrible about this. But he found golden plates, and these golden plates in in, uh, were transcribed with, uh, according to the Mormonism, uh, with sort of updated rules as to how christians should they found live this in, in the
1: united states yeah yeah okay
0: and so they migrated from the midwest all the way out to utah basically set up their community there because they were per- persecuted the the whole way through like they couldn't find a place in the u.s where they would be allowed their ideas would be allowed to like be in mainstream christianity so they just founded their own
1: why do you think that they were ostracized
0: because like any other uh what, what do they call it cults that end oh, okay. up breaking off of the mainstream of Christi- uh, of Christianity or whatever the dominant religion is, you're going to have people who want to eliminate any deviant threads of religious thought. Got it. Like, it's a war, man. Yeah. It's it's no well, one. We no talked about speaks it last time. It, but Every,
1: everything has to be like, right or wrong.
0: Well, and I mean, it, it's a war even on evil. even on my side with, of the progressive, what I like to consider like loving Christianity. We believe that we'll conquer this hate-filled Christianity and that, you know, it's not going to be a literal war, but it's going to be a war where love defeats hate, which is like the paradox of the Bible. We believe at its core, whereas a lot of these other more conservative Christianity uh, think that it's going to be a literal war where they have to, like, take up arms against the heathens, okay. a.k.a. you and me, You're right, to bring about God's kingdom on earth okay because we are we are the satan incarnate
1: there was uh there is a new show that i think is coming out or has already started it's a mini-series waco about the waco uh texas yeah i've I've heard of that this is like the early 90s but um this has to do with like cults and then all of a sudden like and they have i guess a shit ton of Arms and the federal government got involved, and like there was a shootout, shit out, yeah. yeah. There was a shootout, and a bunch of people got killed. P- people, I think, they had threatened, like, if you try and leave, we will kill you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that actually happened. I can't recall, yeah, I'm the, not familiar with the events, but it's like, wow, people are fucking crazy.
0: Now, I will say that I think that the name cult gets a bad rap because, oh, Colt, yeah, totally. cult is not what you. Think of when you think of a cult in recent American history, right? Where it's people who will force you to drink the Kool-Aid and kill yourself, right? right? Like they think that's a cult. A cult is anything that says that a certain core element of mainstream Christianity is wrong. Or in the case of Christianity itself, Christianity itself began as a cult because early Christians still believe themselves as part of the Jewish faith. They just believe that the prince that was promised you know the coming the coming king was jesus and so they said they still adhered to torah and it yeah. tried to be uh, sections of this early christian community were considered themselves jewish i mean there was no distinction between them jews but the jewish mainstream rejected them and said if you believe that jesus is your savior like come down to or like god incarnate or whatever you can't be a part of judaism and so they were sort of like not excommunicated but they were like booted culturally to the side and so that was what defined them as a cult right is that they were a pariah in society's Mm -hmm. eyes and any cult that has you know any any cult will eventually become a religion itself if it gains enough followers Mm -hmm. because it goes from counter practices counter mainstream practices to everyone does it it's like the majority yeah but Anyway, little little deviation.
1: Speaking of deviations, let's – I'm just going to steer the topic onto something new. Um, so I'm at work today, and, and the, the theme of this story is just not accepting something to be, like, factually true. Like, what – I'm telling you this.
0: Yeah. Why aren't you listening to Welcome, to to you world, Welcome to my world, man. Welcome to so, my world.
1: There's two different oranges, like the fruit, right? Yeah. And this woman says, okay, so first of all, I hear someone say, you know, excuse me, sir, and I'm about maybe 15 feet away, and I look around and I don't see anybody. Sir, sir! I fucking hate it when people, like, yell. Like, you can take a few steps you don't have to be right next to me but take a few steps so it's you're not yelping yeah at me yeah and uh she's like these i thought these were on sale the paper says 249 these are 349 i said oh it's di- a different type of oranges are are 249 it's the uh i don't know it's pronounced caracara or caracara They it's a different type of orange than the navel orange She's like, no, orange is 349. I'm like, no, it's, it's a different type of orange. And and she and I'm like, I'm walking around, I'm like, I think they're somewhere over here, but we were out of them. I'm like, no, we don't have them. I'm like, no, it's the character. And she wouldn't accept. Hang on. So she wouldn't accept the fact that, that the oranges I don't even I don't even know what was going on in her brain. Because it's like she didn't even want to hear me tell her that v- she she just had it in her brain that, like, was this is it. not computing. Yeah, it did not compute. Like, it wasn't... It was just so weird. <laughs> and she got mad at me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we don't have any. And when I told her this information, she got upset because she wanted me to say, oh, you're right. These are actually the ones on sale. But... Because I immediately had said like, oh, these are not it. It's a different kind. She's like, no, you don't understand what I, her brain was like, you don't understand what I'm saying. These are the ones on sale. I'm like, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. These are different types. Mm -hmm. It's a different orange that's on sale. Mm -hmm. And she got all flustered and upset and she started walking around and I was like, fucking whatever. I just walked away. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this lady. And I look and I see her walking out of the store and she left. Then like 15 minutes later, I see her back in the store. Like, okay, take your time to, like, go cool off, whatever, and I see you're looking at grapefruit, and I'm I'm joking around with my coworker, <laughs> Sandy, like, should I go tell this bitch, hey, those aren't oranges, that's grapefruit, <laughs> dumbass. Wow. Like, why, I'm telling you, so, I don't understand why you don't believe me. One, I fucking work here, okay? Like, two, I've been at the register where I know, like, this has come up before, and even if I didn't know, as a result of a few instances, I know I now know like this is the one that's on sale, this is the one that's not on sale. Okay? And like three, I fucking work here. Like I know what it is. Why I don't under- <laughs> Why aren't you believing me? I'm sorry that this is a big ordeal for you, but I'm telling you this as a fact and you don't even want to hear it from me right now. Yeah. You and, know, and that's and and that's not the first time that's happened. That's just an instance that that stood out to me because it was just so blatantly obvious. But I was yeah. just
0: like,
1: what is wrong with you, lady?
0: You know, I'm I'm like laughing to myself right now because I'm just thinking, not not to the specific instance itself, but I'm somebody who generally I consider myself to hate people. Oh, and I yet,
1: was thinking about that the other day. And yet
0: I manage them pretty well. I feel like you like people, you just cannot manage people. In, I just, in a, in I just
1: a no. Like it's just I fucking hate retail. I hate being a consumer. I hate even be- I, the other day I was in Walmart and I hated being inside Walmart. Yeah, because I, it's not like I'm working. But there. I
0: think that I think that at your heart you you generally you genuinely like care and want to be around people. You like you like socializing. Just you just like being I in a community. I, I
1: I hate wasting my time on frivolous matters that do not deserve any that do not deserve the attention of time.
0: <laughs> well, what would you be doing otherwise? What do you mean? Scanning grapefruits or something? Like, if you weren't helping her? No. Like, it's like, do you have stuff that you got to get done before the end of the yeah. day? Yeah. Before you can leave? That
1: happens all the time. Really? That happens all the time. I don't have a problem helping people. Like, like if, if she was more coherent and being like, oh, the, oh, okay. Like, it's just, I just have no time for bullshit. For example, if someone's... Like, hey, you know, where is, you know, do you guys have any, uh, you know, white bread? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, we're all out. Well, what do you mean? I mean, I came here. This is the second time. Like, dude, what the fuck do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Like, we don't have any. I feel you like you want me to suck your dick and tell you everything, <laughs> and tell you everything is gonna be okay, because I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. You asked me a question. I gave you an answer, and now you're getting all upset about it. What else do you want? Yeah. Like what? What? Tell me what it is that I know you want the white bread. We don't have any. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's eight other choices you can
0: make. Huh?
1: It's it's just little things like that. You
0: know? What okay. I'm maybe I should reframe it because I feel like Fuck. yeah,
1: people are so fucking stupid
0: when it comes to random people and dealing with random people. Like I just don't care enough about their like whatever. Like. Or I don't care enough about my ego to just be like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna I'm I'm going to be encountering them for maybe sixty seconds. I'm gonna put aside my whatever and be like, all right, I'm gonna try and like make you happy without even registering it as to how much of an inconvenience is for me. Right. But whereas for you, I feel like it's the I don't know, I, I don't know if that makes sense where you tend to be that way more with you don't care if you're inconvenienced by a close friend, right? It's like you're willing you're willing to do the opposite where it's like you don't like being inconvenienced by strangers, but you don't mind being inconvenienced by close friends. Whereas I don't mind being inconvenienced by strangers, where I kind of mind being inconvenienced on a repetitive basis. Well, by
1: it's not, I think
0: those closer the, to
1: me. The being inconvenienced is relative. You know, if I'm in the middle of something and someone needs help, I'll to- it, it, I'll totally help them out. But if it's just like something that is out of my control and they get upset at me, well, about and like it, responding it, to that, like, like yeah, exactly, shut the,
0: up. the unwarranted, um, the unwarranted criticism of you. It's like you can't do anything different. Yes, that's like, like I can't like,
1: do anything else about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't it's super frustrating. But I mean, that's human nature, man. Like I I got over that years ago like people people like to put the blame on others because it helps alleviate their own stress and i just am able to let it go i don't take it personally
1: yeah it's just it's it's uh, it's just so fucking stupid it
0: is no no and it, like in the moment it's it's just cuz your initial reaction is like to clench up right yeah. go into your defensive crouch and be like well screw you like yeah. you're you're absolutely wrong 100% and you know here you have to take it
1: I was, um, I was at, when I was at Walmart, I was, uh, okay, so you remember that story I told you where I bought, I tried to buy boxers from JCPenney?
0: Oh, yeah. Fucking that ended six up-
1: pack of boxers being, like, $42. I yeah. walked away and put it back on the thing. I was like, what the fuck? And I go to Walmart, find the exact same thing for... With tax, it was $18. I was like, this is kind of pricey. And I was like, oh, well, it's like $3 a pair, so whatever. I need it. Okay, whatever. I'm just like, I can't believe this is so much cheaper over here. And it was the same thing with that stupid shit saying odor technology bullshit, whatever. Uh, Then I realized it was like on all of the packages. So it wasn't just like a... Oh, okay. okay. Like it's just a new branding thing for all of them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they just put some Febreze on it before they put it in the plastic. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm at Walmart, and I would love to. And I and I I think about this sometimes. Like the other day when I was at work, I got lifted up on this thing because I had to put a sign up. And when you get lifted high in the air, you get an aerial view of what the aisles look like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because when you're in the aisles, you don't see how ridiculous everything looks. For the same, when I was in college, our house would go on the roof sometimes. And we can see people circling around for a parking space. And you, oh, yeah. It just looks so stupid. But when I'm in, I was in Walmart and I'm waiting for, um, <laughs> I'm walking up to the self-checkout and there's a line and I say out to, out loud to myself, Jesus fucking Christ, like, you gotta be kidding me. And so I turn around, I walk away, I'm like, it's fucking Saturday right now, I'm at Walmart, should I just walk away? I'm already here, I need this, I'm just gonna wait. And... Just I, I, you can probably find a better vocabulary word than I can, but it made me look at human beings from, as like a not as I took a step back and observed human nature and culture. For example, there, everyone has these little individual lives but they all center at the supermarket where you get whatever it is that you need. And then you go back and you have to go through these lanes to check out and just kind of the macro view of how things work. And I thought to myself, man, I would love to sit next to an alien and and, and have them tell me what they think of how things work around here. Because then I also think of like the human body and – blood cells and everything like that. And I think of how like the highways and going to work and you think of the aortas and the blood going through and pumping out and you think how, how rhythmic everything is mm-hmm. in, in culture yeah. in terms of like running errands and Efficiency, going to work right. and everything. And, if, and I think of, again, like everyone leaving their house to get into their car, to go onto the highway, to go into this one place. And again, I think of human anatomy of everything has its little uh, niche, in mm-hmm. the bigger picture um and in that particular moment i was just like i hate being this uh person right now inside this retail outlet but i uh, i'm kind of rant i'm just rambling right no now. But, I've, but again i, I yeah. love seeing things from a different angle a literal angle like when i was at the store and i could see people at the aisles because i'm eight feet above the ground yep. and just seeing people push their little carts and go left and then it's like you know how like ants they smell each other with the antenna, and then they move about their way. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, we just almost bumped into each other with our carts, but no, uh, uh, go le- no, okay, and now we're about now we're on our <laughs> separate
0: ways. There's like a psychic uh, yes. connection that, that yes. we have, yes, and that was that was the part about uh, seminary that I that was kind of it was kind of a mindfuck in that regard was we deconstructed societal norms, right, and so we we spent. 3 years basically disassembling exactly what you were just talking about this weird sort of hive mind structure where we and I mean we're also so caught up in our own worlds that we don't even see just how um robotic yes. our our lives have become yes. in in just it's predictable it's routine it's just over and over again and a lot of times you know we lose that sort of freedom and creativity that we think of you know our early ancestors having right The ability to think outside the box, we're all stuck literally inside this little box in our phones, Mm -hmm. you know, everything has sort of been shrunk down to like, so individualized that we can't really see how we are interacting with one another and just how mechanical everything is. It's, uh, and that's how, I mean, it's, (laughs) it sounds a little, um, what, uh, uh, leftist propaganda but I mean, the corporations are very well attuned to human psychology and behavior and so they utilize they utilize the, that those facts and that information in order to best control general you know human behavior buying patterns you know just shopping behaviors that sort of thing i mean the fact that you have shells themselves are micromanaged in regards to where you place oh yeah the The products that you want sold the most, there's a particular place where you're supposed to put everything in order to, you know, maximize the likelihood that somebody Somebody in their brain is going to be like, "I don't really need it, but it's there." Convenience, all that sort of thing, fits into that system, and it's all—I mean, it's all very, very well um, disguised, you know. And it started with this sort of advertising revolution that we had, where it's all subliminal messaging in a way that's a little uh, less. I was
1: thinking when I was at work. Just the colors that are used on packages. And the color has nothing to do with the product Mm -hmm. at all. And I just thought to myself, what if color was completely absent from all the products? If everything was just in black and white packaging, right? And I thought to myself, like, how boring that would be. Nothing inside the packages would change, right? Not the nutrients, not the taste, not anything, but just people would look at People would look at these things like with disgust. If there was a pe- – like Cheez-Its. If it was in a white box with a black text that said Cheez-Its. Not even or Cheez-Its or – If it still had the de- – if, if everything still cr- had the design cheese and creativity.
0: Cheese-flavored yeah. gram squares or if something like that. If everything still had yeah. the
1: design and creativity and everything looked the same with the exception of instead of color, everything was black and white or yeah. gray. Yeah. People the, – just the unlikelihood of people buying things. I, I think, think people a, would
0: be more aware of – because people get distracted by the colors and yeah. lights and stuff like that, right? Uh, and so you remove all that, people suddenly become aware of just how um, horrible the situation actually is. It's like rows upon rows of yeah. high glucose, you know, cornstarch infused right. stuff. Uh, what? What? The whatever the meat um, issues with the I can't recall preservatives in the meat. That's what it is.
1: But um. Speaking of groceries and food and what we were just talking about, I w- I'm in the middle of the book Walden by Henry David Thoreau. Oh, okay. Where he goes out into the woods and builds his own cabin and kind of lives out there in solidarity and then every so often goes to town and just kind of goes through his routine. And I just finished this chapter where he was – he met a family who were just like kind of, you know, pretty poor and – um, he mentions kind of the rat race or just kind of circle that people are in when he's at dinner with them eating and the guy is a farmer or something and he doesn't make a lot of money. He makes just enough money to be able to buy, you know, he mentions in the book, luxuries. in this, So this book was written, this experience is from the year 1849, 1850, I think, 48 maybe. And it was published in 1854, okay? So for us to this, you know, things that we think we need, iPhone, laptop, internet, uh, cable or satellite television, right? At the time, it was like, he mentions meat, butter, eggs. He just just mentions a few few food items. Where Henry David Thoreau, he cultivates his own food he pretty much just eats beans a lot of the time but what he gets at is this person is trying is just working so hard to make enough money to be able to buy these things but if he lived just a little bit simpler maybe he didn't get buy or eat meat or that milk or butter and stuff like that if you just gone simple and say rice and beans It'd be easier to sustain yourself and have more income. What I'm getting at is, this is like people with big-ass houses and Mercedes-Benz, and but they have terrible credit, and they're in debt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that? Do you know what I'm saying, or are you just nodding your head? I, I don't really know where you're going Oh, my with gosh. That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand... I, I guess I didn't really understand the parallel as to... I didn't
1: verbalize it as well as I could have. I just read it last night.
0: Yeah, and maybe when I re-listen to this, it'll it'll click a little bit more. But I, was just, I I mean, you're just talking about... Because, I mean, I, I get what you're saying in the sense that, yeah, we have a lot of people today. But I don't really know too many... Broke people who have Mercedes Benz that haven't already been impounded yet. Like, oh. I feel like most of them come to their due do- They're not able to get to the the multiple mansions and multiple cars before they end I'm not up saying that's losing like everybody. Everything. I
1: was just drawing an example where I think people that- overspend. Oh, where yeah. They, where they don't need to. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, you have uh, – just look at vitamins right now. I mean, the amount of people's incomes that are spent on on so-called supplements and vitamins in order to help them, like, achieve proper body chemistry kind of thing. I mean, really, they're they're still getting cancer at the same rates that the rest of us are. They're still dying at the same age that the rest of us are, and yet they're, you know, spending – Thousands of dollars more on these supplements every year than say the average American. That's thousands of dollars that could go to something so much more beneficial, right? A, a gym, a trainer, or something right. like that. A gym membership.
1: Um. Yeah, but it's a good. It's a. It's super. That going back to that book real quick. There, it's so interesting how things in books from 150 years ago are still relevant today.
0: The cultural some of themes, the, uh, yeah. Some of,
1: yes. It's like, oh, man. That's one of those books I'm sitting there just like, man, this is so crazy.
0: Timeless, right? It gets at a certain element of the human – or the, of the American spirit that it's like, yeah. That's, it really resonates no matter what time or age period. It's like it's a yeah. good moral story to go back to. It's an American moral story. Right.
1: Um, yes. I have one more thing, but did you have anything else I on did your mind? Not, no. You want to keep going or you want to call it a day?
0: What's your what's your last thing? Uh,
1: it was just real quick so we got AT&T Uverse mm. and we had Uverse before and then we got mm-hmm. Direct TV and then we're going back to Uverse because it's that game similar with cell phones where it's a good deal for about 2 years and then they start jacking up the prices but then the comp- all, all the competitors well we have cut price, these are the deals for new customers and a new customer is considered somebody who has not been with us in the last two years. So even if you've had us before, you can get the new customer deal. And it's just like every two years, it seems like we're we're changing providers for something.
0: <laughs> uh have you have you guys thought about going without cable? Uh just cutting it?
1: No, because my dad is uh, my dad watches the only thing my dad watches is soccer oh, okay. and new okay. and the news and it's all channels that are in Spanish.
0: Uh, gotcha. So yeah, so it kind going of going
1: without cable. There's like three channels in Spanish, <clears throat> but I mean, my dad will have my dad will have on the sports package like for the uh, stuff going on in Mexico for soccer. He was rec- recording like four or five games at the same time.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. Does he watch them all? Yeah. Wow. And that's all he watches. Dude, the only time I was able to watch that amount of sports in a day was when I was gambling on it. (laughs) Really? Oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, nowadays, I really... I'll watch... Like, i watch the national championship. Fuck Alabama, by the way. Yeah. And uh, I'll watch some of the playoff games. Like, I'll watch the Patriots play. And when it gets to the AFC and NFC championships. But it's like... Normal games, just day to day games. I don't have time for that. Like, not do get, it for
1: me. I don't care to watch sports on TV unless so much it's the playoffs. Than, I can do it as background noise. Like if I'm friends. working
0: and background yeah. noise, that's fine. But just sitting down and watching a game when there's nothing. When my dad, out, like, mm. when my
1: dad is not at work, he is either watching soccer, reading, or at the library. Wow. Those are the only things.
0: That's, uh...
1: And it's not like... This isn't, like, every day for the soccer. It's, I think, the games happen on the weekends. Yeah. So I don't know how many hours that equates to. Maybe, like, six hours. Not he, all in
0: one day, but... You should get him get life cycle. I keep think, track of that. Yeah,
1: I think at night he'll maybe watch a whole game or maybe half of one and pick it up the next day or something. I don't know.
0: I will binge Quite watch a, TV shows. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's different strokes like, for different folks. Different strokes for different folks.
1: Um, but, yeah, I'm pumped because now... Like for the first three months, we got all like the stars and encore. Oh, and, like, nice. So it's like, oh, hell yeah. But what I wanted to get at was when I was uh, a couple years ago when I sold DirecTV for like seven weeks. Oh, I remember fucking that. Fucking suck. Yeah. I hated that. That
0: was it. Hated a m- crisis point.
1: I hated that so much. It was so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I remember for DirecTV because DirecTV owns no AT&T bought DirecTV I think. And when we were doing this, the guy who trained me was like, "Yeah, AT&T they're phasing out. They're trying to make an incentive to buy the DirecTV, this and that, that and this." And I just remember the guy who trained me um would would tell straight up lies. They're little lies, but it would be like when someone would be like Oh, so like I mean, I'm with AT and T right now, but I've got all these these uh, programs recorded that I want to watch. Like, what will happen to those? Will this get deleted or what? It's like, oh no, it's just like switching out the hard drive in your computer. Like, it'll totally you know, it totally transfers over. That's a fucking lie. It doesn't happen.
0: Wow. It does not happen. Oh my goodness. The
1: other thing would be like, um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, if you got to, uh, if you need any help, you have your own personal helper person whatever that's like specialized for your area so it'll be the person that installs it and if you need any help like you need a new remote or whatever you call them up and they'll know you by name it's a special you know uh whatever in your particular area it's like that's not fucking true like that is not true it's just yeah. straight up like like just like any other call center you need help with something and you what call I, it's, it's a different person every time you call what
0: would happen if somebody recorded that conversation i don't know like that sounds like legal stuff right I there if, the, if they're promising all this stuff for a sign up or telling you to like say these things. Yeah. And someone recorded you like saying basically blatant lies.
1: Yeah. So I'm like listen, to this guy and the whole uh, – I was just like you're an idiot but fuck you're you're selling shit. And I – have what I've learned is don't waste your time doing shit that you're not into or doing shit just because you want to make money. Like, do – spend your time doing things that you – that give you enjoyment, right? Because I, like, tried to be like him and, like, tried to be theatrical and, like, really, you know, it, like, conversational. And I just felt to myself, like, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. This is not me. Oh, totally. Like, being – like, I can totally converse with someone, but, like, trying to do this TV bullshit, I'm just like – this is so stupid. This dude's stupid. This all this whole thing is just dumb. And I just did it because to try and make some money, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I'm rolling my eyes and I'm just like, That's
0: so why we're on the peripheries thing. of corporate America because yeah. we see just how indoctrinated people can get. People can and hate their lives if yeah. they get sucked into corporate America. You get sucked in. Yeah. And I think that's why this you're on the periphery. This is
1: why. Because there is no... Because people are groomed, and I'll use the word brainwash. people are groomed and brainwashed to be a moving part in a greater mechanism. <laughs> people are, are taught to be one of the masses, not make too much noise, and just go with the flow and not to question anything.
0: You sound like a budding anarchist.
1: No, it's not about <laughs> anarchy. It's just about like why just
0: yeah, no, I mean would why would you
1: want to follow everybody else and not a ri- lot of and pe- take risk. People think risk is a negative word, you know what I'm saying? And not take a chance on yourself. And I'm not saying you know, for example, if there's somebody that works for that is a W two em- employee and works for somebody else or works for a corporation, and they love it, awesome. If you enjoy what you're totally, doing, totally, absolutely, that is totally cool. Yep. If you only make forty grand a year and you got to request time off for vacation, and you're okay with that, awesome. Yeah. Like just. Whatever makes you happy, whatever that
0: means. Fulfilling life, yeah.
1: Yes. But most people get stuck doing something that they're not into. Most people, I would say, have, when they're kids, have so much imagination and life. And then they start walking a path that they probably shouldn't be on, but they just go on it anyway because it's either easy or... Because their dreams have been squandered, and they don't think they can do anything else or, I mean there's a million variables
0: crushed you know but, cr- crushed by the machine you know yes. from an early age we're told we're part of the mechanism and that's too I mean I felt like there was a certain freedom for us not having cable growing up well I mean we played outside we used our imagination like the world was our oyster we could I mean it was we had to I mean and that was. It was great because, for me, I saw a world outside of this, like, system, right, mm-hmm. that you could you could be independent. You know, my mom owned her own business and stuff like that and was able to raise her kids from home. That was a great model for me growing mm-hmm. up. I'm like, wow, you know, somebody's able to choose their own path. Maybe they're not the wealthiest person in the world, but at least they're happy with their life and they're able. They're not missing out on those things that they, years down the road, are going to wish that they had that time back and be able to, like, redo it all. Like, I don't necessarily see those regrets in my parents. Yeah. It's like, what a what a great model for that. But most families are in that system of, like, they're just a cog in the wheel.
1: Or they'll tell themselves, I don't like this, but, I mean, I get a company car, so I have to pay for gas.
0: But... They like rationalize this- the yes. perks for, like, the standard of living or your standard of lifestyle. Yes. Like, there's... I don't know. There's a difference between those attachments or whatever, like the the facade, and then like true happiness. Like yes. if you if you're looking forward to going because to, you're going to spend what forty to sixty hours at your place of employment every single week. Like you better you better have something positive. And the right things going are right now. That. You will be
1: spending fifty years of your life doing working. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to retire at the age of sixty-five. That's not going to happen. Okay. No, you know, seventy-five or eighty is what's going to happen, and you're going to be spending your 50 years of your life just working. You may as well do it towards something that you like doing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought of that. And, dude, you can see it sometimes. In pe- you can see it in – in uh, I, I saw it in one person in particular for sure that I used to work with. It just the life gets sucked out of him. Mm. I, I heard this on um, – like he just hated everything. And uh, I saw – or I heard this on – the Nerdist, when there was an example made, like, when you're 30, you have the face that you're born with, and when you're 50, you have the face that you deserve. You know, if you're always <laughs> angry, you're going to have an angry-looking face. Interesting. You know? That's going to be your default. Yeah. You know, angry, or happy, or depressed, or confused, or whatever. You know?
0: That's but a good yeah, way of putting it. That was a
1: fun... I want to talk more... I can talk all day in regards to that type of stuff, but...
0: Maybe we can come with a little more substance next time.
1: I think, uh... I think next time, well, I mean, I think right now we're about good. But yeah, I can talk about all that type of stuff forever. And ever, ever, forever, ever. Anything you want to add? No. No? Good. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. <laughs> what? I don't know. It still doesn't meet your approval.